It is impossible to please Him, that being God. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. So I begin there in the new year. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he, come, for he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. My objective tonight is to call you to that. Right? Is to call you to faith. Real faith. Fleshed out faith. Incarnate faith. Not the kind of faith that causes one to simply show up for church when it's not too inconvenient. But the kind of faith that puts you on your face before God, hopelessly in love and desperately in need. The kind of faith that walks through hard things. The kind of faith that is willing to risk much in obedience. Without faith, you cannot please God. And some of you are in the world and you're not living your faith. You're not letting your family see your faith. You're not letting your friends see your faith. You're not letting your colleagues see your faith. You're not letting your fellow students see your faith. It's the only reason you're on the planet if you're a Christian tonight that others would see your faith and that they would know your God is a rewarder. Why do you live like that? When it's costing you. Why do you live like that when it's hard? Why do you live like that? Because my God is God, and He's a faithful God, and He will reward me. Whether He rewards me in this life or not, to the degree that others think He should, that's not the point. The point is, God is my reward. God is my reward. We get God. Whether it's hard today, or whether we have more blessings than we can count, and even if it's hard, we have more blessings than we can count, believe, trust, obey, act. It's a simple message this year. You know, some of, some of us maybe need to drive a stake in the ground. It's a brand new year. It's brand new, man. It's pristine, right? It's, it's all new. It's all new. And we can obey the Lord with glad, reckless joy all year. You know, maybe for some of us, maybe you could stop being the center of the universe and you could let Jesus Christ be the center of your universe. And everybody around you would know it. And they would hear it. And they would see it. And they, they would be compelled to ask you about this awesome God. Beloved, it's the only reason you're left on the planet. It'd be far better to go and be with Christ. He's left you on the planet to be His witnesses. So I'm talking to believers tonight. 
I'm talking to people who are born again tonight. Other people, you won't understand what I'm talking about. You won't get it. It makes no sense. It sounds ludicrous. It sounds ridiculous. That I would risk anything for God. It's much of what modern Christianity has devolved into. Again, God is here to serve me. You know, that's the way the Gospel is presented in many places these days. God is therapeutic. God is my servant. God is my hey boy. I pray the magic prayer. God does my bidding. This is all blasphemous. Why don't we do this? Why don't we ask God at the beginning of this new year what would please Him? Instead of us always telling Him what would please us. Why don't we start that way? Why don't we get on our face before God and cry out to Him, Oh Lord God, have Your way with me! Whatever whatever You have for me this year, let me walk through it and bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus. Lord, have Your way with me. Jesus says, pray like this. Your kingdom come, Your will be done. Amen? Let Your will be done in my life. Have Your way with me. It's my challenge for the new year that you would live your faith. The faith you say, it's the faith you say you believe. <laughs> you know, that Hebrews 11.6, yeah, I wrote a book about it. Okay. So I could talk about it for a long time. You know, a lot of people say they believe in God. I think the latest statistic I saw is that 89% of the human race believe in a God. But you know what you see in, in biblical Christianity? There's only a handful of people on the planet who believe He's a rewarder. You know how you can tell if somebody believes God's a rewarder? You know how you can tell? Because they're out in the world doing the Word. They're out in the world doing the Word. They, they don't just come in here and hear, and hear the Word, or they don't just go to Bible study and talk about the Word. Those are important things, but they're out in the world and they're doing the Word. And their family and their children see them doing the Word, and their colleagues see them doing the Word. And their, their friends and neighbors see them doing the Word. And people have to ask you, why do you live like this? What's wrong with you? Nobody lives like this. Nobody in the right mind would live like this. Why do you live like this? Because I know the living God. I know Him. <laughs> I know Him. He's my friend. I've been adopted into the family. I am a co-heir with the Son of God. 
Don't bore me with health, wealth, and prosperity. Don't bore me with that. God may grant it, and praise God, He's a gracious giver. He may grant it, praise the Lord if He grants it, but He may not grant it in a temporal sense. Praise God for that. Right? So please don't bore me with this therapeutic view, this utilitarian view of God. I don't need to use God. I just want God. I just want Him. We say It was in the music. Great job. Great job, praise team. C.S. Lewis says, once a man follows God, how could he not live forever? Amen? And once a man refuses to follow God, what can he do but wither and die? Again, I always have to qualify. I'm not talking about just showing up for church. That's, that's a part of Christianity. I'm talking about a deep profound, life-altering relationship with your Creator. That's what I exhort you to. That's what I call you to in 2017. Man, 2017, I want it to be the very best year you've ever lived. And you know how to make that happen? Obey Christ. It's so simple. It's always so simple. God says, I am who I am. I do what I do. If you want me, you can have me. Come and follow me. It's so simple. It's not hard. Will you follow Christ or not? It's, it's, you decide. It's your decision. God says, you decide. Here I am. If you want me, you can have all of me. It will take a billion eternities to, which is to say, we will never apprehend the fullness of the infinite God. But He will always be giving Himself to us. Always, for a billion eternities. He's just giving Himself to His people. He's just revealing something new every nanosecond. Something unbelievable. Something jaw-dropping about Himself. Health, wealth, and prosperity? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you serious? As I often say to you, it's just too small. It's just too small. I call you to obedience tonight. I call you to I call you to live what you say you believe. I call you to examine your heart right now where you're sitting. Are you living what you say you believe? Are you living your faith? Do you believe God is a rewarder? And can everyone around you see that you believe in Jesus Christ, you love Jesus Christ, you've given yourself away to Jesus Christ, and you know He's a rewarder, so you can obey Him in the hard place, you can obey Him in the risky place, you can obey Him in the costly place. We saw it in December, right? We talked about it. Jesus says, count the cost. Yeah, that's right. Count the cost to go with Christ. Count the cost. Jesus said it. Well, I'm going to add something to it. Count the cost of not going with Christ. You know, I've seen it. I've been a lay and vocational minister for 30 
Mama Mia, three years now. And you see people who talk the talk. Listen, can I just encourage you? Go read Malachi chapter 1. God says, listen, if you're just going to you know, if you're just going to play religion, just shut it down. He said, just close it up. I'm not interested in your religion. I'm not interested in you pretending to love me by just showing up and worshiping when it's uh, convenient for you. I am not interested. So just shut it down. Go on your way. Don't bother me with your vain repetition and worship. If you don't love me, don't come near my house. Okay, that's a lot of paraphrase. But that's basically what God says through Malachi. God says, I'm not interested in your, feign, your feigned worship. I'm not interested. What has God, what has God called His people to do? Man, He's called us to worship with our lives. You know, it's important, obviously, that we come here and, and, and we gather as the people of God. We're commanded to do it, but, but we, our worship is a lifestyle, right? It's a lifestyle. It's how we do our jobs. It's how we love our spouse. It's how we raise our kids. It's how we do social media, right? <laughs> Whatever. It's all about... God. So I want to challenge you to have the very best year possible. And that means one simple decision for you. I will make Jesus Christ Lord of my life in 2017. No more talking about it. No more just talking about it. I'm going to do it. Every significant decision I make in 2017 will flow through Him. I, I drive a stake in the ground tonight and I give myself to Him. Not in some superficial way, but in every single way. Yes, that's a... That's, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, a progressive kind of thing. It's something that we're always moving uh, toward the higher place. We're, we're all works in progress. That's true of all of us. We have miles to go. Every significant decision. Okay, and I'm all the way down to what I look at on the internet. And everything before that. How I live my life. How I live my life. I said a weird thing uh, to uh, my son and his wife. We were having lunch the other day, and I'm not even sure why I said it. I've often thought it, and I've even told Karen this. I said, you know, I really hope I get to preach your mom's funeral. 
That's kind of weird, right? At first you go, what? Yeah, it's weird when I say it. It sounds weird. Um, but hey, she loves God. It will be such an honor to preach her funeral. You know, I can fool you. You can fool me. It's impossible to fool your spouse. I mean, here's a woman that loves God. And uh, here's a woman who's grieved at times because she thinks she's, you know, well, I could do better. Of course we could all do better, right? We could all do better, but here's a woman you can tell that she believes God is a rewarder. It's in her speech. It's in her actions. It's in her attitude toward me when I'm not behaving particularly well. Um, her whole life is, my God's a rewarder. Man, man I'd, like to, I'd like to do her funeral and say, man, this is who I got to live with, right? My point is to you, would this be the testimony of your spouse or your close friends or your colleagues? Man, I, I don't believe in that Jesus Christ stuff, but man, He does. He makes me almost want to believe. <laughs> right? I don't believe. I'm too smart to be a Christian. I'm not that gullible. I'm not that needy. Right? But I can tell He believes it. And I look at him and I realize he's got a joy I know nothing about. He's got a joy and a freedom and a power I know nothing about. Some of you have already determined that I'm not preaching my sermon. I'm preaching something else. You know, I preached Psalm 46 last week in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, Psalm 46 God says it four times I am with you some of you are not living like that's true you're still making decisions based on what the wisdom of the world you're still making decisions based on what your contemporaries and your peers and your friends and your family expect I was going to talk to you tonight about, you know, it was kind of a tradition in the church for a long time. I, the first Sunday of every new year I would preach, I would contrast Kadesh Barnea up against Gideon. And you know what happened at Kadesh Barnea? They wouldn't believe God. They didn't believe He was a rewarder. They wouldn't go in. What happened? Someone tell me what happened at Kadesh Barnea. What happened to the Jews who would not go in? They were what? They were judged. They were pushed out into the wilderness where they perished. So what I want to say to you, in 2017, if you will not go in with God, it will be a wasted year for you. You will be in the wilderness. You will not be free. You will not have experiences with God. Listen, don't keep God at arm's length. 
He expects to be first in your life. He expects to be first. Well, wait, Jim. My spouse is first. That's wrong. Well, my kids are first. That's wrong. My church is first. That's wrong. My career is... No! That's all wrong! Seek ye first the kingdom of God! And he says, I'll take care of the rest of it! I'm just going to challenge you to live like God is a rewarder. And stop living like He's your get-out-of-hell card that's in your back pocket. Listen, if that's how you think about Him, don't come back in here. Okay? I love for unbelievers to come. And if you're an unbeliever, that's fine. You don't know what I'm talking about anyway. But if you claim to be a believer, and that's all Jesus Christ is to you, do not come back in this building. Beloved, life is too short. It's way too short. And eternity is way too long for you not to be doing Hebrews 11.6. The Jews would not go into Kadesh Barnea. They wouldn't go in. But you remember what Joshua and Caleb said? We should go in! Do you remember why? We should go in! Because God's God and God's promised it to us. Yes, there are giants in the land. There are giants in the land. And the people were afraid. But Joshua and Caleb said, we got to go in. They'll be our prey. God will turn those giants into our prey. Do you know that's true? In 2017 for you, if you will believe and trust and obey God like you never have before, all the giants will be your prey. Is this naming and claiming? No. It's not name it and claim it. It's I walk in humble submission and obedience to Jesus Christ who is my God, my Creator, and my Lord. I walk in humble submission to Him receiving His providences into my life. And I praise Him on the hard day and I praise Him on the day of, of, of overflowing blessing. I praise Him no matter what day comes. I praise Him. You know what God said about the, the nation of Israel? They wouldn't believe Him. He said, why have these people spurned Me? Listen, what I want you to understand is when you, will not, when you call yourself a Christian, you, you, you know what God's calling you to do, but you refuse to do it, God sees that as, as, as spurning Him. It's personal. We've been talking a lot about it last week. It's always personal. You know? It's always personal with God. Every human being will stand before their personal Creator and give a personal account to their personal God. You know, it's what atheists hate about the biblical God. He's personal. They hate that. They don't want to be accountable to anyone. They hate that. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. Some things are true whether you believe them or not. It doesn't matter if you hate it. Some things are true whether you hate it or not. 
You will stand before God. You will give an account of your life. You'll do it. It will happen. And I pray for each one of you sitting in this room that you will be covered by the blood of Jesus. And in the meantime, that you'll be proclaiming the blood of Jesus. What did Gideon do? You remember? God came to Gideon. He sat under the oak tree and he said, Hey, oh valiant warrior. Gideon's not a warrior. He's a farmer. Why is, he calling, why is God calling him a warrior? A valiant warrior. He's never been a warrior. He's a farmer. Why is God doing it? Because God's going to turn him into one. See, Gideon thought he was everything he was going to be. That's wrong. As a Christian, God's always, God's always got His hands on you. He's always changing you. He's always making you over into what He has for you. Some of you don't know who you're supposed to be yet. Hey, 2017 would be a great time to find out. Ask God. Who am I in the kingdom of God? Lord, my career's important. My family's important. My kids are important. My, my neighborhood's important. My church is important. It's all important. But you're the most important thing to me. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? Gideon, no way. You know, Gideon was complaining. Why are the Midianites, why are you using the Midianites to judge us? Where are all your miracles? You remember what God said to him? <laughs> God, Gideon says, where are your miracles? Do you remember what God said to him? You go be my miracle, right? And hey, I'm, I'm trying to free you up. I'm trying to free some of you up. Some of you understand what I'm talking about. Some of you have no clue. Okay? But I'm trying to free you up. This year, you go be God's miracle. Wherever there needs to be a miracle, you go be it. You go be the miracle. Remember, Gideon, Gideon couldn't, he couldn't believe it, man. This looked impossible. What happens when you know, God comes to us and blows up our, our lives, as He often does? Gideon couldn't believe it. He started making excuses. I, I, I can't do it. And what was the... What was the thing that put him over the top? What was the, the, the words that, that God said to him? I love it. God says, have I not sent you? Will I not be with you? Hey, I'm trying to free you up, man. I want you to go out there and be a radical. I want you to be a radical Christian woman or Christian man. I want you to go out there and do what you know you're supposed to do. You know you're, you know you're supposed to be radical. If you've read at least five pages of your Bible, you know you're supposed to go out there and love Christ supremely every day you wake up. I read a thing Piper wrote, uh, and I'm done. I read a thing that Piper wrote uh, this week. I showed it to Karen. And uh, I'm going to paraphrase Something to the effect, the whole world knows what you worship. It's in your daily planner. It's in your checkbook. It's in what you do each day. The whole world knows who or what you worship. The whole world knows. The, the, your, the people in your orbit, they know what you're all about. They know. Certainly, God does. Piper's point was, let worship be your lifestyle. 
let the people in your orbit read worship. You say, Jim, it's really hard. Let them read worship. Your kids need to read worship. Your friends need to read worship. Your colleagues need to read. read. Listen, listen, people get converted. People get converted like this. This is, how, this is one way God converts people. Is people are watching you love Christ. And the Holy Spirit works in their heart. 2017. It's a brand new year. I challenge you. <laughs> I challenge you. Do not simply say, I believe that God is. Of course God is. Any right-thinking man, any logical, rational man understands there must be an adequate cause for an infinite cosmos filled with soulish, living, amazing beings. There must be an adequate cause. An adequate first cause. You know, it's, it's just utter stupidity not to understand that. You not only believe there is a God, you believe His name is Jesus Christ, and you live like He is a rewarder every day. It's the best invitation I can give to you. It's the best way I can love you. It's to try to, it's to, try to push you into 2017. Let's just use a stronger word. I'm going to shove you into 2017 Loving Jesus Christ like you've never loved Jesus Christ before. That's my goal. To shove you into the new year with a, a resolution that I will live like He's a rewarder. I'll do it. I'm going to do it every day. I know I fail, but then I'll confess my failure and He's faithful and just to forgive me and wash me and cleanse me. But I'll get up the next day. And I'm going to live like Jesus is a rewarder and I'm going to tell everybody about it. I'm going to be a winsome witness to the reality, glory, and beauty of Jesus Christ. So, we are going to celebrate the Lord's table tonight. What a great thing to do at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, we, we saw it. We saw it uh, last time we were together. Three Was it four weeks ago now? I think Chris mentioned it earlier. If God's in that manger, everything's changed. If He's not in that manger, we are the most to be pitied among men. But if He's in that manger... And He's in that manger because He loves me and he, he was nailed to a tree because He loves me and He went into the grave and He came out and He's, he's, he's sitting at the right hand of God and, and, he, and He's returning. I mean, if all that's true, how can you live it small? Don't claim to be a Christian and go out there and live it small. Don't stop claiming to be one. Okay? It's impossible to believe that's true and go out that door and live like the world. It is impossible. That is a hallucination. That is delusion. That is an illusion. That cannot happen. You're not fooling anybody but yourself. 
So I lovingly invite you, all of those who have made a profession of faith in Jesus, all of those who have followed Him in believers' baptism, please come and celebrate with us that God is in that manger, God is on that cross, God is in that tomb, God has come out of that tomb, God is reigning, and God is coming. And we will be with Him soon. Come and celebrate. While the music's playing, you prepare your heart, come up, take the cup, take the bread, go back to your seat. After the music stops, I'll read a text, then we will partake at that time. Hey, here's the deal. He's God. And He died for you. No one's ever loved you like that. No one will ever love you like that. Let's prepare our hearts to remember and rejoice in this mighty thing He has done.